Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our Superman radio podcast, and we have a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. Well, we at the Comic Web hope that no one set fire to their Christmas tree. And speaking of fire safety and clever segues, this week we present two episodes of Firefighters. Five bells, stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. Five alarm fire, five bells, move in immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Firefighters! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a minute, we'll transfer you to the movie theater where Tim Collins, rookie fireman, finds himself in the midst of a panic, a wild stampede of terror-stricken men, women, and children toward the exit, driven mad by the fear of fire. And worst of all, there is no fire. This panic is the work of a ruthless, practical joker spreading the false cry of fire, run for your lives. Chief Cody is on the spot to begin his investigation, but first... Here's a matter you'll want to investigate for yourself. Let's go, firefighters! Tim Collins, rookie fireman, has just fought his way to the aisle in the panic-filled movie house and grappled with a mysterious culprit whose idea of fun is to spread the false cry of fire. As Tim's grasp closes on the unknown prankster, we hear... He's up there. This is Chief Cody. Uh, Oh, sorry, sir. I had my hands on that fellow. I was trying to see who he was. Never mind that now, Collins. You've got to calm these people down. Yes, sir. Get up on that stage. Tell them there's no danger before they hurt themselves jamming the exit. Yes, sir. I'm on my way. All right, let me through there. This is the fire department. Now take Let's your fire. seats, everybody. There's no danger. There's no fire. Take your seats, please. No, great Scott, another false alarm. That scene has fouled up half the fire department with another false alarm. All right, take your seats, everybody. This is the false alarm. It seems so much safer with the lights on. There now, people are going back to their seats. Northside School. Who's here from Northside School? Raise your hands, please. Well, that's you, Trudy. Well, well, here I am. There's Sadie Kramer and Ben Lawrence. Listen to your brother now. All right, Northside School. Now, this is just like a fire drill. Now, keep cool. Keep quiet. Keep your head. (laughs) Keep your seat. You're all sitting down again. Well, now, the children are setting their elders a good example. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation. 
Now, a word from Chief Cody, Chief Bob Cody of the Fire Department. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Bob Cody, your fire chief. Uh, take the microphone, sir. Oh, blast the microphone. I'm not one of those fellows with a pretty voice. Oh, if they hear me? Well, never mind. I've got something to tell them. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no fire. There is no cause for alarm. You have been the victims of a practical joke. Now, as chief of your fire department, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will track down and prosecute to the limit of the law the perpetrator of this wicked, cruel, practical joke. It's only luck that no one was killed or severely injured here tonight. think I had my hands on that rascal, Chief Cody. I had my hands on him, and he broke away. Now, don't blame yourself, Collins. Hmm. And don't worry. We'll get him soon. He's getting reckless. Yes, sir. I see what you mean. He's getting careless, and maybe he'll take a chance that'll drop him right into our hands. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I'm going out to the street. I've got to tell the boys from the fire companies that this is another false alarm. Yes, sir. Uh, you wait for me in there, Collins. Here in the manager's office? Yes, go on inside. All right. There's somebody in there we want to talk to. I'll be back as soon as I've ordered the recall. Uh, excuse me, Chief Cody said I was... Jimmy. Hiya, Jim. What are you doing here? Just sitting here, that's all. Who let you in here? Chief Cody. He said I should stay here till he gets back. So you're the somebody he wants to talk with. Well, I'll be... What um... do you mean? Jimmy, back there at the house, I thought you were out of this case. You told Mom you didn't have anything to do with these false alarms. Oh, gee, golly. I don't, only just sort of. Yeah, only just sort of. The night of that first false alarm, you lose a red and green knitted glove. The left-hand glove from the pair Aunt Ellen gave you. And that same night, a glove is picked up under the box where the false alarm was pulled. Well, I said I lost my glove somewhere, didn't and I? And tonight, Mom and Trudy and I are all sitting together watching the movie when somebody pulls a false alarm from the box here in the theater. But where were you? Well, well didn't I say I was thirsty? Yes, you said you were going out to get a drink, Jimmy. All right, I'm asking you, did you get it or... No, no, I didn't get a drink of water. Well, then where were you when that false alarm was pulled tonight? He was out in the lobby, Collins, talking to me. That's where he was. Right, Jimmy? Oh, gee. Yes, Chief, and thanks. Golly, I thought Tim wanted to be a fireman. Now all he does is play detective. Wait a minute, I, I don't get it. One minute all the evidence points. One way, and before you know it's all Well, that's pointing... the trouble with detective work. You never know where you are until you look back at the case afterwards. Now then, let's get to work. Jimmy, you've got something to tell us, but I want to hear your brother's report first. Mine, sir? Yes. Uh, what about that fellow you grabbed in the dark? Oh. oh I, I never heard that voice before, sir, but the size... Well, I'd say about the size of Jimmy here. Hmm. So it's a boy about 14, more or less. And when we get him, we'll clear up both cases of false alarms. You have proof he's the same fellow as last time? Yes, sir. Plenty of proof. Here, look at this. The other glove. The mate to the glove we found the night of the blizzard. Golly, gosh. Where'd you find it? Out in the corridor behind the auditorium, Jimmy. Right under the alarm box where that... that maniac dropped it. Jimmy, I think you'd better come clean. 
come clean about what? Oh, gee, Chief, about my gloves. I had a pair like that, only I lost one. And Tim keeps thinking maybe I... Jimmy. Jimmy, where's that glove you showed us at home? I hope you've got it right there in your pocket. It'll look bad if you haven't. Oh, all right. There it is. Oh, Jimmy, you're in the clear. That proves it. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Chief Cody. That's all right, Collins. I'm a little relieved myself. Though it would be hard to suspect Jimmy here, since he and I are working together on this case. Working together? Yes. Well, that, that's, that's why you had him wait here in the manager's office. Collins, your brother has a line on another boy who owned a pair of gloves like this. He saw that boy here in the movie house tonight, before the panic broke out. He was just about to tell me the name when the false alarm was pulled. Wait a minute, Trudy. Let me fix my hat in the mirror. Thank goodness there's fresh air out here in the lobby. Mommy, I'm going over by the door and wait for you where the air is even fresher. Wonder if I should change the ribbon on this hat. All right, Trudy, don't get cold. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's you, Doopy Dolan. Hiya, Trudy. How'd you like the show? <laughs> what did I tell you? Didn't I say something might happen? But that scare about fire and, and people trying to run out of the theater and... Doopy, how did you know it was going to happen? Oh, me? How could I know? I just had a hunch, that's all. Clang, clang, clang when the engines come roaring up the street and all the people are screaming and yelling in the movies here and... And that's the most revolting thing I ever heard. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Gee, wasn't that awful? Uh, well, I, I better be going, huh? Gosh, I, I'd have been home long ago. I did go home. Only my mother, she made me come back. Your mother sent you back here to the theater, young man? Yes, and she did. After the fire engines left, I went all the way home. All the way. And then she makes me come back, just because I lost something. And how am I going to find anything when the theater's all full of people and, and dark and all? Well, lost and found is in the manager's office, Doopy. Everybody knows that. And here's the door of the manager's office. Oh, well, I... Uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe my mother won't be sore if I tell her I looked at, and it wasn't there. Now, you don't want to tell fibs to your mother, do you? Uh, oh, no, ma'am. It wouldn't be the first time. Hush, Trudy. Well, young man, you just knock on that door and tell the manager what you lost. Well, I... I if he's busy or... Now, you're just bashful. Shall I knock on the door for you? No, no, ma'am. I, I... Well, uh, if I gotta do it, I guess I gotta... Oh, gosh, all the time there's somebody picking on you. That's right. You knock until somebody answers. Now, what do you suppose Droopy lost in the theater tonight that his mother sent him back to find and bring home? And what will happen when the door of the manager's office opens to his knock and Droopy Dolan is confronted with his schoolmate, Jimmy Collins? You'll hear the outcome in our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message for you. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special assignment for all junior firefighters. Chief Cody. This is Chief Cody, boys and girls. 
And here is your special assignment. Attention, firefighters. You are to bear this in mind next time you see fire equipment passing along the streets. Don't chase the engines and trucks. Don't get in the way. Just stand still and use your eyes. Watch the drivers. I repeat, watch how the driver on each piece of equipment keeps his eyes on the road ahead, on the crossings he approaches, and at the same time how he watches both traffic and people on the sidewalks. Watch these men drive. And remember, they are specially trained to avoid accidents. This is all, firefighters. So long for now. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back at the same time on the same station when you hear... That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters! Firefighters is written by Frank Jones. Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. Five alarm fire, five bells. Move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters. Presenting Firefighters. The true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire. In just a minute, we'll move to the manager's office in the movie theater where Tim Collins, rookie fireman, is up against the hardest duty he has ever had to face. As you remember... All the evidence in the case of the dangerous false alarms appears to point to Tim's brother Jimmy as the guilty person. The investigation by Chief Cody of the Fire Department is coming to its climax. But before we bring you the details, here's something you'll want to hear. Firefighters! Droopy Dolan, standing in the lobby outside the manager's office at the movie theater, has just admitted to Mrs. Collins and Trudy that his mother has demanded he come back to the theater with strict orders to find a mysterious something he lost during the excitement that was caused by tonight's false alarm. Droopy hangs back, but Mrs. Collins insists that he knock on the door of the manager's office and claim his property. Meanwhile, Inside that office, Tim Collins confronts Chief Cody and his own brother, Jim. You see, Chief, I know one family with a boy in it who had a pair of red and green knitted gloves just like this one. Before the false alarm the night of the blizzard, he had a complete pair. And afterwards, the left-hand glove was missing? Oh, gosh, Tim, if you only let me tell what really happened. Uh, don't interrupt him, boy. Go on, Collins. 
I don't want to go on, but... Well, Chief Cody, tonight this same boy had the right hand glove before the false alarm was pulled here in the theater. Yes, yes, we've been over all that. We have both gloves. There's the one we found tonight, right there on the manager's desk. But now we've got to find the guilty boy. Well, Chief, I'm... I'm afraid the culprit is right here in this room. In here with us? Jimmy, haven't you anything to say? Oh, Tim, I... I don't know what to say now. You only let me tell you before when we were alone, but... What is all this? Collins, you're not accusing Jimmy. You better let me handle this, Chief. Jimmy... Tonight before we left home, you had a red and green knitted glove for the right hand. The only one left of the pair Aunt Ellen ordered from the mail order house and gave you for Christmas. Is that true or isn't it? Oh, gosh, Tim, you know it's true. All right. After we got the crowd calmed down, Chief Cody found a glove out in the passageway near the box where the false alarm was pulled. A red and green knitted glove for the right hand. True, here it is on the manager's desk. Now, Jimmy, if you're not guilty... You still have your own glove in your possession. If you don't have that glove, well, you might as well throw yourself on the mercy of the chief. Here, look at this. Another glove. It's mine. It's my glove. It's been in my pocket all the time. Oh, Jimmy! Oh, even if you never forgive me for suspecting you, I, I'm the happiest man in the fire department tonight. Yo! <laughs> well, here now. Easy, Collins. We still haven't caught the real criminal. Oh. Uh, hold it. There's somebody at the door. Oh, I'll answer it, Chief. I gotta see the manager. Are you the manager, Mister? Well, no, the manager isn't here. Anything I can do? Yeah. Hey, I Cody, that's the kid I told you about. That's Droopy Dolan. Oh, what a nickname. It just fits in the way he is. But Chief, don't you remember? Oh. That's the boy who spoke to you in the lobby of the theater tonight? The one who said something was going to happen, and then it did. The false alarm was rung in. Well, maybe this is just the break we need in this case. Now, Jimmy, don't let him see you. Where can I Quick, hide? the manager's washroom. Get in there, Jimmy, and don't make a sound. Okay. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> what's the trouble here? Somebody want to see me? Uh, here's a young man wants the lost and found, uh... uh... Mr. Cody. Well, bring him in. Yeah, says he lost something in the theater tonight during the panic. Uh, Chief, that's the fellow I grabbed in the dark, the one that was yelling fire. I know his voice. Yeah, don't let on. Just follow my lead. Well, come on over here, son, and let's hear the story. I guess uh, I don't want to make no trouble. I, I, I wouldn't have come, only my mother, she made me, and well, I, I guess I'd better go now. Huh? Oh, now, now, what's your hurry? What was it you lost in the theater tonight, huh? Well, ah, uh, oh, what's a use? I only had one. I lost the other a long time ago. <laughs> only my mother, she don't know I lost it. She thinks I still got the pair. I see. She thinks you still have uh, a pair. Mm -hmm. I, I never told her, see. So when I come home and she wants to take and wash them... Well... Mm -hmm, I get it. Uh, what did you say it was you lost? Uh, what's the odds? I'll tell the old lady I asked Mr. Uh, Mr. Cody, is it? Hmm. And they wasn't found yet... In... Hey, what do you know? There it is. Uh, oh, this glove here on the desk? Yeah, sure, that's it. Gee, what a break. Uh, you said it. What a break for the fire department. Hold it, Collins, not yet. What's that guy talking about? Hey, your glove. Uh, you say this is your glove? Listen, it's the one my mother ordered from the mail order house. She picked it out in the catalog her own self. And, uh, and that's why she burns up when it gets lost. Then you can identify this glove as your property, can you? Oh, I guess I can, all right, all right. <laughs> look, look. 
Here, when I shake the glove, you see that dust? Hey, a cloud of fine black dust. Uh, Mr. Cody. Say, smells like... Well, this glove is impregnated with soft coal dust. Yeah, you said it, soft coal. My mother's always beefing about that coal dust. Ah, but what's the odds? She's always beefing about something. I don't pay her no money. Oh, fine way to talk about your mother. You ought now to hold have it, your... Collins. Now, as far as I'm concerned, boy, you've practically proved ownership to this glove. Okay, then I'll be going. Uh, just a moment. Uh, Jimmy! Yes, sir? Collins, what are you doing here? What are you snooping into my business, poor Jimmy Collins? Never mind that. Jimmy, you know this fellow. Have you ever seen him wearing gloves like this? Yes, sir, I have. He wore those gloves to school right after Christmas. Yeah, so what? It ain't any crime wearing gloves in cold weather. No, but it's a crime to ring in false alarms. And it's a crime to spread panic by yelling fire in a public place like this movie theater. Well, I've never done it. I don't admit nothing. You've admitted enough. I charge you with maliciously and knowingly ringing in false alarms. No, no, I, I never... I, I, I won't do it again, honest. Just give me a chance. You will be handed over to the police for prosecution. And my heart goes out to your father and mother, boys. But the law must take its course. Well, all's well that ends well. Oh, uh, by the way, can I drop you people anywhere as long as I have my car? Thank you, no, Chief Cody. We're almost home. I'm going to march my family off to bed before anything else happens. Oh, uh, there's just one point I don't understand about this case. Oh, what's that, Chief? Well, how did your brother Jimmy lose his glove uh, the night of the blizzard? How about it, Jimmy? Oh, do I have to tell? Jimmy's ashamed. Jimmy's ashamed. Oh, I am not. It's just, well, that night, remember I went to the movies with Trudy and... Well, she met some other girls, and... And Jimmy was throwing snowballs at us, and we chased him and washed his face with snow. Oh, I tripped, and then's when I lost my glove. And we made him yell, Uncle. <laughs> and, oh, Mommy, there were only six of us girls. Oh, well, well, now, don't laugh at Jimmy too hard. Now, Jimmy was a big help in clearing up this case, you bet. And, uh, you know, I think we'll need him in the fire department one of these days. Just like my Tim, following in his father's footsteps. Oh, oh yes, yes, that reminds me. Uh, Tim. Uh, yes, sir. As you know, your class of probationers, that is, you fellows who went through training school together... Yes, sir. ...are up for permanent appointment to the fire department. Oh, yes, sir. I, I've, I've been waiting for my notice in the mail, sir. <laughs> yes. Well, I have nothing to do with that. But I understand those notices were mailed today. What? Tim, then you'll know tomorrow. You'll know for sure that you've been appointed as a fireman. <laughs> well, it's never sure until you have your notice in your hand. But uh, if you get it, son, come in and see me at headquarters, huh? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Well, good night, all. Good, good night. Good night, Chief. Good night, Chief. Gee. If I get my appointment. <sighs> Golly. If I get it. Oh, good grief. Now now I, I won't sleep a wink all night. Now, what do you suppose Chief Cody meant by that if? All along, Tim has counted on getting his permanent appointment on the fire department. 
and he was sure he was in line for it when Chief Cody called all available men to special duty the night of the blizzard a few weeks back. But now Chief Cody says if. Well, there's only one sure way to find out what happens next. Be sure to listen to our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you boys and girls how you can help the firefighters in your own hometown. But first, here's a message. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special assignment for all junior firefighters. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody again. And here's your special assignment. Attention, please. You are to make yourselves familiar with the operation of the alarm box nearest your home. Study the directions on the box until you know just what to do in case of emergency when you must call the fire department. Now, here's the rest of your assignment. Do not touch. Don't touch the fire alarm box, except when you need to call for help. And if you know anybody who thinks it's fun to ring in false alarms, warn him to stop before he gets into serious trouble. Tell him how dangerous it is to us firefighters and to the whole neighborhood when some foolish person rings in a false alarm. Well, that is all, and thank you, firefighters. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back tomorrow at the same time on the same station when you hear... That's it. Let's roll! Let's go! Firefighters! Firefighters is written by Frank Jones. Written by Frank Jones.